I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello. Welcome back to Bretton Cliffs Flea Circus. What, what are you doing? What? Hello. <laughs> you interrupt <laughs> Do you want to do the hello? Maybe That's I'll, a good start, isn't it? I'm, I'm not bothered. Hello, hello. And welcome to Bretton Cliffs Flea Circus. Oh, Circus. <laughs> what a, what a magnificent hello! <laughs> How are you? My name is Cliff. <laughs> I'm fine. Are what's you your, sure? Yes. What's your name? Sure, it's Cliff. Um, did we decide you were? I think I'll, I thought I'll be, you. Uh, this is the worst start to a podcast yeah, ever. Yeah, I'll be Hello, my name's Cliff. <laughs> Hi, um, this is, is a podcast, and this is our 56th episode. I thought that you would gather it <laughs> from the shambles of an introduction. <laughs> <laughs> you look reminiscent. Hello, yes. Uh, I'm, I'm, I do what? Yeah. Of who? Of, uh, uh, of just uh, myself. Of a lupine defender, a lupine Dutch defender. Yeah, um, uh, this week I'm John DeWolf because yes. uh, we didn't we didn't even mention him last week, did we? We're more good about that. So John DeWolf, John the Wolf. Hello, yes, John I've the Wolf. I've been dreaming about uh, John DeWolf. Well, to be mm-hmm. honest, I haven't slept. Are you... because uh, uh-huh. because of not mentioning him last week? <laughs> been tossing and turning all night. Well, there you go. It's it's one of them things, isn't it? I used to be a werewolf, uh, Cliff, you know. Did you? Do you know how that joke ends? <laughs> yeah. Why don't you tell us? You Do you not know how it ends? I know how it ends, but that's not how jokes go. Like go on, the person it, telling then. the joke says the end. Yeah, but you, I want you to do it. Okay, but I'm all right now. That's how that's, that ends. That's it, yeah. That's, <laughs> that is how it ends. Well done. Yeah, that's, I, that's not well, how. Hang on. <laughs> I used, did you know that I used to run a dating service for chickens? No. Yeah, I was struggling to make ends meet. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> um, I wish we should just that is say... a good one. <laughs> yeah, anyway, like... I'm not I'm not a werewolf anymore. No, it is I good. Know. I'm not a werewolf anymore. I was I was cured by the wonders of modern science. Okay, well, that's good. I mean there there are uh, there are some benefits to it. Big farmer. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, if you're wondering why we've started in such a fashion, um, and we've told a couple Chaotic. of jokes, 
that's because my dad said last week's episode wasn't as funny. So it's <laughs> the one before. So um, uh, I'm just going to tell dad jokes all the way through. I will, as a, a disclaimer, is that is that the right word that I'm looking for? I suppose. I suppose so. Disclaimer. I'm not claiming to have written any of these jokes, and nor yeah. do I. Nor am I aware of the original origin. There, <laughs> don't need the word original before that. Do you? I'm not aware of the no. origin. I am reading them from 150 best dad jokes that are actually funny on menshealth.com. Seems an unlikely place for Ooh. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody needs a good cheer. Well, I mean, if, yeah, if un- only... unlike you, I've okay. got jokes, but I know where they're from. I've, I've selected the viz oh, okay. for my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so let's hope Brian likes the viz. That's what I'm hoping for. Well, I know I do, so, so I'm very happy about that. What have you been up to this oh, week? That's good. I have been up to absolutely now. Is that absolutely just how nothing. it goes now? Just how it goes, yeah. But the, I, I should be back to work soon, hopefully. In a couple of weeks, so I'll be I'll, I'll not be bored. Put it that way. Uh, I'll stop watching Star Trek and do normal things. <laughs> <laughs> what, what have you been up to? Um, well, the last time I spoke to you in the week, I was about to go and play football, and yes, uh, I scored. I got off the mark, so that's good. Mm. Um, we had an emphatic win, and uh, mm-hmm. I. I was given the nickname, well, before the game, everybody on the team was uh, given a footballer that they're most like. And uh, I want you to guess who 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 mine was. And I also would like to hear who you think you are or would be. But you can start with me. Who do you think? I Well, I'll go with me first. No, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go with me. I I think that I am mostly like uh, probably an Italian footballer one of the good-looking ones, probably Dino Baggio. Dino Baggio? You think you're you're a similar player yeah. to Dino Baggio? <laughs> no, no, no. That's just who I look like. Okay. I play a little bit. I'm a mixture of, of Hadji and... Uh, well, let's just go with uh, Hadji. Hold on, Hadji. And a mixture of Hadji and someone much worse than Hadji. <laughs> you're in the middle somewhere. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, a mixture of uh, Georgie Hadji and Gareth Hall. <laughs> Bloody hell. That's who Whereas, I, am. I you At one point, <laughs> he was Sunderland's worst ever signing, but he has been usurped he many was. a time since then, hasn't he? He <laughs> <laughs> certainly has. <laughs> so, but, hey. So it's not like who you look like. It's, it's who you play like. No, it was based on like who we play like, but also, I think, characteristics. So actually, mm-hmm. yeah. So right. go on then, have a guess. If so, I'll give you some clues if you want. Who you are you? Five with? guesses. Yeah, go on. Give us some clues. Give us some. Cl- it's a while since I played football with you. In fact, I would say it's an awful long, time. Yeah, possibly twenty years. Twenty years. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you now. I haven't improved in those twenty years. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, none of I. I am a former England international from our era. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Yeah, that's your first one. So you can have guess one, and I'll give you another one after that. England International. Um, I think was Julian Dix ever a England International? 
Must do you, be. Oh, do you think I'm playing left back? Do you really think I'm playing left back? <laughs> I don't know where you play. Is it not Julian Dix? Nowhere that needs any discipline, as the story will uh, continue to prove. <laughs> Are you Jeff Thomas? I'm not Jeff Thomas, although my movement is about the same as his is now. <laughs> You're not Colton Palmer from last week, are you? No, 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 no. no. Oh, okay, good. right, next one. Um, used to kick the ball. He was known for kicking the ball in a specific way. <laughs> he used to kick the ball. I, I like that. Uh, <laughs> that, was good. that was a good one. Yeah. He used to kick the ball, this one. <laughs> That's good. In a specific way. Um, that, that doesn't... I can't think of anybody who kicks it in a specific way apart from free kicks, David Beckham and Ronaldo. Okay. Of the likes. Are I you like David him. Beckham? No, I'm not David Beckham. Far from it. Um, I I think I had no front teeth for a period of time. <laughs> <laughs> no front teeth. That is that's a difficult one. Only yeah, people. I mean, Ian Dowie never. Played for England. He played for Northern Ireland. No. I was originally going to say Ian Dowie because you're an no. insulting bastard. <laughs> That's your guess, Ian Dowie, even though you know already it's not him. Yes, that is the guess. I who was is it? A functioning alcoholic. <laughs> Tony Adams. No man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's I've, all I know. I played for teams including Arsenal and Middlesbrough. Mercer. Yeah. <laughs> I've been nicknamed Merce. Have you? <laughs> Do you also have a quite severe cocaine habit? No cocaine, but the alcohol and... Uh... The gambling? He had the full package. Did he have the, all of them, did he? Oh, well, I thought oh, it was did. just a boost, to be honest. Um no, no, that. Lot. This was a much worse nickname than I thought it was at first. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that happened. So I came on, That's good. crossed the ball in mm-hmm. with the outside of my boot for a uh, little header, set up one, mm-hmm. and then uh, dropped the shoulder on a defender, went back outside. If you the near post with your right foot. That was good. Uh, Very we won, nice. We won 6-0. Who are you playing? Gerard Blind School. <laughs> yeah, classic. Absolute classic. <laughs> classic. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure they all had full vision. Um, <laughs> are you yeah. sure? Well, I, can't I, have sure. Remembered, I can't be sure. I have remembered something I did last week, actually, but okay. I've, I've kind of blocked it out because uh, it was terrible. I've tried to watch five new films and switch them all off after 20 minutes. Okay, what did you watch? they were all disgraceful. Uh, uh, one of the ones that I remember watching was the film Monster Hunter, which was an absolute disgrace. So I switched that off. I think I know and the name I just of it. Who's that? What's, who's that by? It's uh, that that what lad. I think he's from Sunderland. Uh, Paul Anderson. He did like all the. Um, oh, not, it's Asian not. Films it's that. not like it's not Paul Thomas Anderson, is it? Who makes the good films? No. It's is it no. Paul W S Anderson? That's it, right. Uh, yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh-huh. his films are terrible. Imagine thinking that you're going <laughs> to watch like a There Will Be Blood and you get Monster Hunter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, he's done well for himself. Yeah, oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. The, was it Mila Jankovic? Was that her name? Anyway, yeah, she's, he, all, yeah. she's married to her now. Oh, yeah, because of Resident Evil. Aye. He's got one good film, though. Um, the science fiction one about the spaceship. That one's good. Okay. I like that one. What's it called, the spaceship? But, that's called science fiction spaceship time. Do <laughs> <laughs> you remember any other ones that I watched? Um, I can't actually. I didn't, I didn't really look at the title. I just looked at the description of what they were about, and they were all absolutely terrible. I just switched. Well, them maybe off it's better to judge your film by its cover, and you should. <laughs> maybe it is. Called, <laughs> maybe I should do that. <laughs> I, I watched a that, film called know. Light from Light, um, which mm-hmm. came out a couple of years ago. And it's again, if you had read the description, you would you wouldn't be happy with the, what the film was about because uh, yeah. it's described as like a, a paranormal investigator goes to well investigate some paranormal activity in a widower's a widow. If you're a man or you're a widower, I think um, in a widower's house, who he's, he's thinks that the lights are flashing and keys are moving. He's getting messages from his uh, dead wife and stuff. Um, All right. Was it any good? It was, but it is not a ghost story film or a haunted house film. It was, it's, yeah. ve- it's like the most low key film I've seen um, in a long time. It, it's more uh-huh. like just a study of getting over grief and, and like talking through problems and stuff like that and being lonely. <laughs> uh, it was like, is that I- what you want to watch though? Uh, well, that's, no, that's, I, I, that I was very similar to the stuff I was watching. I wanted to watch a ghost off. film. It was just depressing. What I thought it was going to be. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd geared myself up for a scary film, and uh, <laughs> didn't get one. It was good, well, but I, I can imagine most people watching it would just be like, "Well, what the fuck? Yeah. Ghosts? <laughs> like this is, <laughs> this is yeah. really boring." It was just very slow. It was all about the dialogue. Um, but it was mm-hmm. it was a very nice film, like it was quite deep. Um, but yeah, I, I had really put a lot of effort into being ready to watch a ghost film, so that was right. disappointing. Well, you were good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Event Horizons, the name of that. Uh, oh, that is he knew that, that did he? Okay, one. I know uh, that one. I know that one. It's good that one. Hey, like um, I put uh, I took Pearl to watch a orchestra last week. I forgot to mention that. Did but you? I, yeah, yeah, but I had to take her out because there was uh, too much Saxon violins. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's a good one. <laughs> it is a good, a good one. one. That is it. And we're talking about Pearl. I've <laughs> reached, like uh, I've reached a new dad level. I think I'm, mm-hmm. uh, I've taken it up a notch. Now mm-hmm. I went in the car the other day on my way to play football and turned the engine on. And a child's music CD came on. <laughs> it was like Farmer in the Den or something like that. I'm like, right. Is it new level unlocked? <laughs> <laughs> I liked all that stuff though when I was because you, you we don't have music on in the car anymore because there's no CD player. Do you know, I used to like me CDs and stuff CD like that. Player. Have you? No. We haven't got a CD player. I used to love that. What do you have then? I used to 
let Lennon listen to whatever he wanted. It was mainly Boris the Spider. Yes. And uh, that song a couple of weeks ago that I was trying to explain was from Lazy Town. Remember Lazy Town? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. He used to like that. So I used to like stuff like that. I used to enjoy it. I don't mind it at all. The songs, these ones are actually quite good. So I'm all right yeah. with that. Um, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, uh, fine this happened in the week. I went. To, I was leaving work, and um, went in a car park. There's a multi-story car park where I park, and uh, it absolutely stunk like really, really, really bad. And um, uh-huh. as I was walking along, I saw like a, a big shit on the floor, like in uh-huh. the middle of the like road bit where you would pull out and drive along. A big yeah. shit, like not a cat shit. And there's no stray, there's no stray dogs here. Like you just don't get them, so it, it could only be a human shit. It could only, it could only be. Like, That's terrible. But it also was right in the middle of the road. Like it wasn't like by the wall or in the corner or anything. So I, I can't, I can't even begin to picture how it ended up happening. Like this. <laughs> Does Johnny Vegas not live in Savannah? <laughs> Honestly, it was the worst smell. It was so bad. Why is there no dogs? Why did they shoot them? I don't know. There's no like you get through cats, but you don't get you just don't get dogs. Just not because they don't mix well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is? They don't mix. I think that should be what it is. I think it probably is anyway. So, do you want to hear me visit your clip? Go on then. It's a, it's a good one. Uh, a, a lad who follows were called uh, Billy, even though I don't yes, think yeah. he's called Billy. He's called Gareth. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me your real name, Billy. He uh, he posted this on. So this is it. If I took on a shark in a triathlon, I'm pretty sure I could outrun it. But it would obviously be a much faster swimmer than me. So basically, it would come down to who was the better cyclist. <laughs> That's a good joke. <laughs> it is a good one. I've got another one for you. Let's do it. Let's do it. People think Stephen Hawking is so clever, but when you ask him a question, he's typing the answer on his little screen. How do we know he, ju- he isn't just looking up the answer on the internet? <laughs> and I like this one, but you might have to cut it out. I don't like Prince Philip because he says some some very racist things. But I also don't like him because he's Greek. So I don't quite know where that leaves me. <laughs> well, he could well be dead or like officially dead by the time this comes out. I know. Never mind. Well, that's Pre- what I meant. Never mind just pretending to be alive, <laughs> like when he's propped up in the seat of that car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. He could be dead. And also there's racist connotations for that joke. So could be yeah. cut out for two reasons. Couldn't it? it certainly could. <laughs> yeah, the, the other idea I've had for you, Cliff, is uh, you don't know about this, but I, what I decided to do is, is reach out to the people on Twitter, right, and let them know that you're a new ad- agony uncle Okay. agony aunt. Would you prefer to be an agony aunt? I'm non-gender specific. I'm all right. Well, that's I'll good. i a non-binary agony responder. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. <laughs> so well, I've, I've asked uh, the people on the good old Twitter oh, have you? to You've send me, yeah, to send me your problems. So I'll, I'll read out the first one and and see what your response is. Okay. So I'm not name the person because they're quite personal. These things, aren't they? Okay. 
My girlfriend insists on having her dog in the bedroom and it sniffs around us when we have sex. It's a big problem for me. I'm 32 and she's 30. We've been dating a year. I can cope with her dog being in the bedroom at night, but not when we're having sex. Her dog sits watching me or keeps sniffing around us. My girlfriend isn't phased by it. I love her dearly, but her dog is becoming a big problem. Okay. What would you say to that, Cliff? Um, I mean, it's got to... It must be really off-putting if you if you contemplate not having sex. It must be like a really bad problem. Um, when he's saying sniffing around, like, yeah. like he's, do you think he means like he's bumhole and he's got his pants down? Like, I've got no that's a bit idea. much, isn't it? Um, it is a little bit too much. I think isn't it's it? just like actual sniffing and then the, the wet nose is like brushing against you. Then that's not you good. Nobody likes to touch a dog's nose, do they? It's just weird, isn't it? Like, really, it is stra- just weird. really strange sensation. Um, and especially, I, I think he's, I think his girlfriend is a right pervert and wants to involve the dog in the air. Do you? I never crossed my mind. never crossed my mind. there you go. Well, I mean, I have a cat who and indulges in the same kind of behaviour. So I would encourage <laughs> uh, whoever this chap is to just try and block it out. Um, anyway, uh-huh. why has he not got his eyes tight shut like everybody else? <laughs> <laughs> Just hoping for the best. <laughs> it's probably because the dog's there. Doesn't want any unfortunate accident. Waiting for the yeah. dog. The thing is, I've got a dog, and I would never engage in, in sex while the dog was there because it just looked at you, wouldn't it? I don't like them looking at You've us. got a small yapper type dog as well, so it would be getting very excited, yeah. I would imagine. Very would. excitable. Um would. Yeah, so whoever that is, I think, like, either just close your eyes like the rest of us and get on with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and who knows, yeah. like, if there's something wet, like, brushing around your bottom, like, it could be anything, couldn't it? If you've got your eyes closed, just get, get on with it and enjoy it. That's my that's my advice. It could be. Well, Adam Yates, I hope that's helped you out. <laughs> 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 As if he that was it about that. <laughs> no, he wouldn't, would he? <laughs> First name will pop up my head. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, any more dad jokes from you? Or have, you have you done the lot? No, no, I've told you I've got 150, so I've got about 145 left. <laughs> Have you, have you read through all these 150 jokes? No, I'm, have you? I'm just going to do them. Um, did you know that? You're just um, going to drop them in. Did you know that somebody in London gets stabbed every 52 seconds? No. Poor bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one wasn't as good. Wasn't uh, as good, that one. Was it not? It's because it was like, it was trying to be too clever, wasn't it? It was trying to be too clever. Would you prefer like a my wife kind of joke? <laughs> yeah, I'd like a, an Irishman, an Englishman, and a Scotsman joke, please. Oh, yeah, we can't do that. You've you're not allowed to do that. I know reasons. you're not allowed to do that. I know. I know you're not. Cliff, I've got a question for you, though. Okay. Um, Is there a, like a useless skill to you? It would be useless to you. It's not useless to everybody that you'd like to learn. Because I've you got one. I- oh, okay, go on. You tell us yours, and I'll think about it. I'd I'd like to learn Morse code. 
think I'd like to do it. It'd be Would useless you? to us. Yeah, it'd be completely useless to us. But I, I'm reading books and, you know, people are trapped in cars and they're doing Morse code and stuff <laughs> like that with the the horn. And uh, it, just in case, you know, I, I might get trapped in a Russian nuclear submarine or something. It would be useful, wouldn't it? It would be, In yeah. that situation. It would be. Uh-huh. Um do you have anything like that that you'd I think like to learn would, that you know would be useless? I think I'd quite like uh, to learn, you know, like when people do that bonsai tree stuff where you just prune small mm-hmm. trees. Mm-hmm. I think I'd quite like to learn that. It seems like quite a nice therapeutic little uh, That's tank. because you think you're the karate kid, though, isn't it? Is that in the karate kid? I can't remember. Must be. Sure, <laughs> Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> Sure, Mr. Miyagi has the bonsai trees, doesn't he? I didn't tell you that. Uh, my brother, you know, Daniel, um, he claims he's glued himself mm-hmm. to his own autobiography. I mean, I don't believe him, but yeah. it's his story and he's sticking to it. That was the worst one. <laughs> I know they're going to get worse. Obviously. I don't think your dad's going to appreciate. They're going to get worse. Uh-huh. I don't think your dad's going to appreciate these jokes, to be perfectly honest. I think he prefers the off the cuff. Before we get onto the film, um, uh, I went to mm-hmm. doctors this week and he told us I was going deaf. That was hard for us to hear. <laughs> That's awful. Absolutely awful. Well, Jeff, uh, well how, how do you get how do you get Pikachu on the bus? <laughs> do you Pokemon? <laughs> you Pokemon? Amazing. It works for any <laughs> any Pokemon, doesn't it? It does. It does work. Well How do you get Bulbasaurus on a bus? <laughs> That's the only uh, Pokemon I know, though. Pikachu. Well, I've told, just told any Bulbasaurus. Right, I've instantly forgot it, though. Okay, well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Should we talk whatever. about Westworld, or do you want us to say more terrible jokes? I think we should talk about Westworld, and then you can just put a joke in there, and I'll probably think you're serious. That's what I should think. Because that's okay. what we're talking about today, isn't it? Good old Westworld. Yes, the film. The original film from 1973. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, your choice. One. Do you want to tell tell the listeners why you chose it? I'll try. Um, yeah, I like this one. I remember watching it as a kid. A very young kid. Uh, maybe seven or eight, something okay. like that. It was one of those ones that was on like late BBC Two. Um, and I caught it then. And I mm-hmm. loved it. It was mm-hmm. uh, fantastic. Um, it's a good one, and I like it because there's robots. Yeah, there's robots. Killer That's robots. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> have you have you seen it before? Is it the, the, the first? You know time what? It's... it's one of those again. One of those like you late at night BBC Two, um, but I used to fall asleep all the time when I watch films late at night in BBC Two or whatever. So I've uh-huh. definitely started it loads of times and never finished it. Mm-hmm. So I remember the beginning. Um, and obviously, I know the overall story um, just because it's such a common touchstone in um, in like cultural in culture and sci-fi. films and sci-fi and stuff yeah. like that, isn't it? So I, I'm aware of what it's about. Mm-hmm. And then, see, we've talked about recently. I started watching the the series, which is um, kind of a remake. The basic premise is the same. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So. I wonder if there's the, like, uh, there's probably the a lot TV of... program. Go on, sorry. Sorry, man. 
the, the TV program kind of delves, it goes further in, in yeah, what much further. The, the film is about, isn't it? The film it's is like a template almost. The film is like a template. Very, very simple. Um, yeah. I haven't read the book. I presume it's, is it a book? Or did he? Did it wasn't. Crichton... No, okay, okay. It, yeah, it was, it was a screenplay by Michael Crichton. Okay. Um, I think there's, there's been like a novelization of it afterwards okay. by him. So I know Michael Crichton's written books that films of them be made out of um yeah and i wasn't sure whether this was the same thing uh but if you have a look at his career like he's mostly written and directed or uh-huh. every film he's directed he's written and then there's other films that have been written by him that other people have directed jurassic park yeah. being the probably most famous um, probably yes but that, uh, this is just the, the the you know the the start of that idea isn't it oh it's that's a I total retread of this i would say I, yeah. I mean where would it stop you could keep doing it forever, couldn't you? You could, you could. I think he got the idea from uh, going to Disney World and uh, and watching the Pirates of the Caribbean thing where they yeah. have like robots and stuff. Mm. And that's like how the he actual, got the like idea. the kind of the dummies that move a bit as you're going around the ride. Um, yeah, and being a science fiction writer, he thought like, what if these robots try and kill you? And what if they came alive? And what if and what's the ultimate thing? Oh, they might be nasty mm-hmm. <laughs> um mm-hmm. so yeah uh I, I wonder there's probably more people in my boat now who've went to watch the film after watching the tv show um do you think those people would be disappointed or they would like it yeah i don't know because uh, i did it the other way around i yeah. was very excited when uh, i heard there was going to be a, a westworld tv series because you know i love the film I can't. I can't really say. I mean, it's it's different. It's like I say. It's more like a template for the the TV series, really. Yes. It doesn't delve deeply into into why this is this is happening. No. Um, why it's the robots just, are going in a frenzy or whatever. It's just like one scenario, does. isn't it? It's like one scenario. Yeah. People go to well, let's say the the premise for anybody who doesn't know. Uh-huh. Although I'm sure people do. There's uh, it's the future, although. In this, the future is 1983, so 10 mm-hmm. years ten years on from uh, when it was made. Uh, and in the future, there's theme parks that essentially you can go to, and it's they're all, you're fully immersed in a world. So you can either go to Westworld, which is like being in the Wild West, cowboys and Indians mm-hmm. kind of thing, cowboys yeah. and Native Americans, um, or there's <laughs> Roman world, um, and there's also, what's your medieval world? Um and you can go to one of these three theme parks and essentially you become a character in that scenario. Yeah. And there are other humans there like you who've decided to go, mm-hmm. paid a thousand dollars a day to have this experience. Um, but yeah. the rest of the world are the people who staff the bars and work in the shops and all of that kind of stuff for robots who are there to just play out the scenarios with you. Um, mm-hmm. And that's the premise. Yeah. Couple of guys go and it ends up basically some of the robots start malfunctioning and they've got it in Mm -hmm. for the humans, which isn't meant to happen. And the people in the control room who are watching don't know how to stop it. That's, that's it. That's pretty Um, much it. Yeah. I mean, this, uh, this theme park's run by a company called uh, Delos. um, And they're the ones that, that sort of run the theme park and stuff. But you're right. You can go. It's like an adult theme park, isn't it? There's no kids around or anything like that. Yeah. And, And you can just do whatever, you please with these robots whether yeah. it's shoot them 
you know, hack them with swords or whatever, or have sex with them. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. Um, yeah. But you're, you're right in what you're saying there completely. Um, but what about, what about you? What would you go to? Would you go to Westworld? Would you go to the medieval world? What would be your pick of the Roman world? Well, I think um, I was going to ask you a similar question. Out of these three, I think I would go to the Roman world. That's got to be the best mm-hmm. one. I think uh, initially I would think medieval because that's fun. But then I saw uh-huh. the clothes, which are ridiculous. I don't want to wear a big purple, fluffy, ruffly collar thing and a big floppy mm-hmm. hat. Um, if you're in medieval world, you want to be a fucking knight, right? You don't, you don't yeah. want to be just a fella quaffing mead from a goblet. In a, <laughs> like <laughs> um, pros of medieval world, the wenches, I would say. <laughs> be, <laughs> that's probably why the fellas are going there. Um, yeah. But the Roman world going into that Roman, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't, again, do you want to go in? You might end up in a fucking gladiatorial battle. Gladiatorial know, battle. Yeah. No, I don't want that. I want to be in a mm-hmm. bacchanalian uh, party. That's what, I, that's what I want, which I presume would be possible. <laughs> Westworld, <laughs> out of the three of them, is the most down-to-earth, scruffy experience, and I don't want to have that. Yeah. Do you know? I, I would pick Westworld, me. Would you? I would definitely pick, yeah, I would. But uh, the thing is about people's idea of like the Wild West, it's all it's all from films, isn't it? That that's that's our idea of how the Wild West was, yeah. and I yeah. think that's why Crichton didn't want to just do it as a book because it, it would only work like visually because yeah. the things that we sort of expect from like the Wild West aren't really true. Well, we even we'll get them all from film. We'll but skip... I, I'd like the idea of like large bottles of whiskey. I love That's that. I like. Hey, a certain <laughs> aspect of it, I'd love mm-hmm. the saloon, the yeah. fella playing the piano, somebody sliding a glass or a bottle of whiskey along a bar to us. The, uh, yeah. Obviously, as a single man, those uh, ladies that work in yeah. the saloons there, when you're growing uh-huh. up, that's one of the things that you're always like, you can watch a Western and the hope uh-huh. that, those bawdy ladies might suddenly uh, get get down to in it. In a bordello. <laughs> in a bordello, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and yeah, yeah, I mean, like the, the hats and the guns and all that stuff. I'm I'm mm-hmm. down with that. But, but like yeah. the live the I living think... arrangements and all of that, I'm not I'm not happy with that. No, I'd be I'd be happy with that, me. I'd be happy with that. And the other thing is the guns, obviously, there's less physical activity that you you need to sort of <laughs> engage in. If you had a gun, you just shoot, shoot. Yeah, people. I know, but you know that's I mean? like you're going to Westworld purely to involve yourself in some kind of gunfights, aren't you? Like I'd be going yeah, to yeah. the Roman world just to enjoy being fed grapes, uh, have a <laughs> lovely bath, um, enjoy some roads. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so you go, the aqueducts. <laughs> big, big fan of the aqueducts. That would be pretty <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably so get on the aqueduct uh, like <laughs> career ladder is what I'd try and do if I was there <laughs> yeah. so we, we should say that in this theme park it's impossible for the, the robots to harm a guest, the, yes. the guns don't work do the, the sensors in the guns yeah. so that they only shoot people they don't shoot people rather with a high temperature yeah so, so you can shoot the robot the and they bleed and die um, yes 
but they can't shoot you because of this technology in the in the guns or whatever. And I, uh-huh. when I was be watching the TV show, it delves into a little. If you start reading up in the fan forums and all of that stuff, which when I get into a show, sometimes I am want to do. Um, yeah. And they're on about, and you start thinking about it. Like if they punch you, they can punch you, right? So it's only a gun that doesn't hurt. So what? Yeah. Presumably, you can still get hurt in the park. What about if another human person shoots you? They get into a fight with. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You could definitely get hurt, couldn't you? It's not. But then again, I was thinking the exact same thing. But the same thing could happen on any holiday, couldn't it? You could, you know, (laughs) go down the aqua blast or whatever the wrong way and break your neck. It it (laughs) could happen that way. Right I mean, and there's the other, there's, there's the other flaws because us, if I did go to Westworld, I certainly wouldn't be confident about riding a horse. <laughs> yeah, all of us. They, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> they don't teach you that kind of stuff, do they? Because in in the in the film, there's one guy who's already been, mm-hmm. and they're both businessmen. And there's another guy who it's his first time. He feels a little bit silly, sort of like he's sort of acting up to a role or whatever. Yeah. He feels a bit it ridiculous. doesn't take him long to get stuck in, though, does it? Doesn't take him long. Yeah. All it takes is Jill Brennan to knock into him in a bar and he's right <laughs> so, in there. So <laughs> there's three main characters. Um, like mm-hmm. you say, it starts with uh, two two fellas on their way into the park in like this futuristic kind of train shuttle kind of service. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like you say, when you've seen a show and they expand on all of this world in so much detail. In the film, there's people on their way into the park. You don't really learn. Yeah. There's no explanation about it whatsoever, to be honest, is it? Like, it's just, they're going on the park. I mean, there's, a, there's a little bit at the start that's done almost as a, a kind of a TV advert of yes. sorts. For, yes. For Delos, it's good, that it? bit. That's, that's yeah, one of is. the best bits of the film, I think. Uh-huh. It is good. And that explains everything for you. What you what you expect going into this park, you know that that you can be whoever you want to be type thing, you know the different worlds, the three different worlds in the park and things. It's only when the two people actually get into the park that the rules of the park are sort of explained, aren't they? Yeah. Um, and one of them is James Brolin. Yes, handsome man, isn't he? At, at this point, isn't really that famous, but whew, yeah, hot stuff. <laughs> It's great, got good hair. Great hair. Great hair. <laughs> like a chiselled, a, a chiselled like jawline and look. Uh, a yeah. proper handsome Hollywood actor kind of guy. Um, mm-hmm. He's excellent in it. And then he his is. mate, who um, I think is Ray Purchase from Toast of London. <laughs> <laughs> his, his mate is uh, Richard Benjamin. Yes. Who who plays uh, a guy called Peter. Yeah, um, and he's like no. the uncool one of the two. Who's, yeah, like say, he's, a bit he's like, like the newbie, isn't he? Oh, why have I come here? I'm a little bit. Do I really yeah. do I have to get dressed up and shoot people? Yeah. I'm not sure. It's a bit like corny, but obviously he's uh-huh. decided to do it, so he's in there. Well, the delve into a little bit of his backstory. He, he, he talks very, I mean, blink and you miss it type thing. He yeah. talks about his ex-wife and how they're getting a divorce and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but it, it's very minor. They don't delve yeah. into the backstory, yeah. I guess, too much, do they? No, nope, um, nope, no, no. The main man, the gunslinger. Yeah. The Yul Brynner. The king of Siam yes. himself. <laughs> He's good, though. 
I mean, he's fucking he's, he's brilliant. The, in it. He's, he's the template for superb. like the Terminator, isn't he? I yeah. mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger and stuff. Any, anything copy. like that that's come since yeah. then? Any kind uh-huh. of robotic, androidy, half human, half mm-hmm. robot kind of character is based on this. It's it is, and he's superb. He's so yeah. so good. It's like I'm loath to word, use the word like iconic too much, but it's just it is the archetypal character and performance for this kind of uh, like this kind of thing, yeah. like a device in a, in a film or a story. It's it is so good, and like you say, the two the two lads get there and they're straight to the bar, uh, ordering mm-hmm. their whiskeys and some kind of moonshine that. Rick, Richard's uh, not too keen on, and you Brenner mm-hmm. bumps into him, and you can tell straight away he's a robot. His his movements are a little bit more robotic, and his his lines yeah. sound very robotic and rehearsed uh-huh. um, mm-hmm. when he's telling them to like you know, well, why don't you come here and say that or that type type of thing? Yeah, and they, and, they quickly uh, get into a skirmish, don't yeah, they? Yeah, and he just he blows him away without a second thought. A minute uh-huh. beforehand, he's wondering about whether he should be there or it's not so, like, is it really all that? And then mm-hmm. five minutes into being there, he's shot somebody about ten times and killed. <laughs> Doesn't uh-huh. take him long. So that's a good point, that, because originally, obviously, he's a bit tentative about the whole thing and, and stuff. It, it, would you go if this was a real... Resort where you could go, would you do it? Because I think I would. Well, I've what I was going to ask you is um, if you could go to any world, uh-huh. not just these three, if you could make a world that you would go to, what scenario yeah. would it be? That's an interesting one. I, I'm always, I'd, I'd be fascinated in a, the, the sequel's called Future World, but it's not very like, spacey and stuff like that i think i'd, I'd like to you know if there could be one in space well, how could I they do I'd that because like this that. has got to be based on something that's happened already right so they know what it looks like and how it works well not necessarily it could be anything because it's a fantasy isn't it yeah but it's a so fantasy the, the, based the on i want to be a cowboy world. yeah but the, the, like i say the 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 sequel's Future world, so it's all no, futuristic. Nobody knows stuff. the future world, but nobody knows. Well, <laughs> they made the sequel called Future World, but I'd, I'd love to go to space. You asked me, and it, you know what I would do. A space one would be good yeah. for me. Whether it was, you know, I don't know, a, a, a spaceship of some kind or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'd all, I'd be terrified of going to space. I think that's the. Well, I think like the you're thing. going in the uh, West World, so you're going to space world. Like there's not yeah. gonna be any like getting caught in the airlock and getting sucked out and your head exploding and all that kind of stuff, is there? <laughs> you're gonna be yeah, but you're gonna be on like a big a space fantasy. station or something, aren't you? Yeah, that's the point of a fantasy though, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? I mean I couldn't I'd love to go to nineteen sixties world and be in swinging sixties London. Yeah, but like you know, that that's not the same, is it? I think your me ultimate fantasy would be like going to space, but because I would be terrified. Of going to space, but you know what would happen? Thing. You would end up in a situation where you just have to sleep for like a hundred years until you get to your destination, <laughs> and then it would all go wrong when you woke up, or you'd wake up too <laughs> early, or there'd be like some emergency. You'd have to get woken up. Yeah. It would be a nightmare. Nothing ever goes well in space stations or spaceships. Nothing <laughs> ever, well, ever, well ever in... goes well. 
they don't go well in anything, whether it's Westworld, medieval world, Roman world, or whatever. So things go wrong, don't they? But the, all these these things are, are controlled by the people of Delhi or something. They're all they're like very voyeuristic. They're watching mm. everything. Oh, on yeah, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and again, that that's something that the TV show delves into a lot more. The way mm. that they're watching mm. and and stuff like that. The control but, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But they're controlling, or they're creating scenarios, aren't they, for the guests? Yeah, you know, to they make don't them go into that much in this in the film, like, that. like uh, you they see, don't. The, it's the, touched you on. The, yeah, you see the people in the like control room. The here's one thing I thought about when I was watching it. It's obviously set in the future, mm-hmm. but the future in 1973, their idea of the future is is really based on like tangible things, isn't it? So computers and mm-hmm. like tape recorders going around and stuff like that. Yeah. It's not actually that futuristic in terms of the technology and the mm-hmm. setting that the people are in. But the idea of having the theme park and all of that stuff is incredibly futuristic. But the, yeah. they don't seem to have any of the technology that really would have allowed them to, to make it. Yeah, well, that's the, that's the thing with sci-fi, isn't it? It's, uh, I mean, it's only things like Star Trek, which got away with stuff like that, like, you know, the pads that they use, which yeah. look like uh, iPads and, and stuff like that, which is very forward-thinking. But uh, it's a pretty low-budget film as well, this, I think. Mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. It, it didn't cost a lot of money. So, yeah, I mean, computers at that time were, there was discs that were spin, spinning around and, yeah, no, and no, things like that. I just it? thought it was funny when you watch it now, and yeah. especially... I, like I say, I've watched the TV series very recently, and you're comparing mm. like how they frame the setting, and the, yeah. oh, there's a lot. I mean, half of Westworld the TV series is set in the offices or whatever the, you want to call them. Yeah, <laughs> as much the, as where the, the technicians are. Yeah, um, mm. and the, how they deal with whatever technology it is at that point and what the world's like outside. It's quite clever yeah. because you actually don't really see much of it. Uh, mm-hmm. it. It could be now, it could be in fifty years' time, for the most part. And I just, I just thought watching this, it still looks very much like the nineteen seventies when they do it. Well, you, it is. I mean, you're right. But who's to say that you know, thirty years, fifty years down the line, people will look back at Westworld and say, well, you know. No, that no, doesn't I know. look realistic. I know. That, that could, you know, that's probably going to happen, isn't it? Yeah, that's fair so, enough. It is. But the other question I have, you, you mentioned the, the bordello, didn't you, and the, you know, where, where they go to, mm-hmm. to get the ladies and stuff like that. Would you have sex with a robot, Cliff? I'm a married man, Brett. Yes, I know. Well, I've had this, uh, much like you, I've watched the Westworld TV series and me and the wife had this very same conversation. Okay. And um, was it, uh, what was the outcome? The outcome was, Brett, you can't have sex with the robots. <laughs> because because that, uh, she, would, she would regard that as cheating. Mm-hmm. So, But if I was a single man, right, mm-hmm. I, I would. I think I would do that. I mean... Mm-hmm. Brett, let's face it. As a single man, we would yes. have sex with pretty much anything. <laughs> Hoover. <laughs> Technically a robot, especially if it's Henry. Technically a robot, exactly. <laughs> That's why he's got that smile on his face. A little cheeky grin. <laughs> <laughs> but would you though? Because if you if you look at, I mean, obviously sci-fi. But these look like and stuff like that. Uh, it's uh, predicting the future, isn't it? But these it's, that's look what it's like doing. normal Good women. Sci-fi. It's the same yeah. as having sex with normal women. 
Uh-huh. It's like it's like Lady Boys in Thailand. It's the same. <laughs> so if you were a single man what what do you think you would if i i don't think i'd be going to any of these parks unless i was a single man yeah i think um, i think that answers the question <laughs> <laughs> you didn't actually answer the question but uh i'd take it that's a yes <laughs> i would i would fully engage in the theme park as a single man yeah <laughs> And all the pleasure that it has to offer. I'd be fucking <laughs> shooting people in the arse. Of me. <laughs> Shoot just the arse. You'd just target the arse. <laughs> <laughs> would, you, would you have sex uh, with a robot lady if the theme from Bullseye was playing in the background? <laughs> well, I think like actually, in this that instigates the sex. Just, he's a little bit reticent yeah. until that comes on. Yeah. And there was a cut scene where he's presented with a, a bully in a, a tank yeah. at, at the, uh, at the end. Bus fair home. <laughs> <laughs> BFH, that's bus fair home. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, it's an... I mean, gladly, we don't really have to worry about these no, type of do scenarios, it. do we? But <laughs> in years to come, you know, people will have to deal with I this. Thought you were saying, yeah, to come, should we be widowed? <laughs> <laughs> and technology has caught up. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but it, things are moving so quickly and stuff, aren't they? I mean, one of the questions I've got from you later is about this type of thing. Okay, okay. And we don't have to worry about stuff like that, but like maybe it's not our children, will, but their children, yeah, quite possibly. Yeah, well, I mean, you t- you told that story a couple and then weeks they get, ago about they... the man who cheated on his sex doll robot yeah. or something. That's right, aye. So then they can go back and listen to this podcast, Cliff, and listen to what you had to say about the, the very <laughs> subject. Oh, we dad condoned it. We granddad condoned it 30 years ago. <laughs> he said it was fine. <laughs> he shoot people in the arse and everything. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I forgot to say, I, I just found out I'm colorblind. I came right yes. out of the purple. <laughs> yeah, that one was good. That's all right. Like that that one, one. <laughs> yeah, it is a good one. <laughs> uh, but, but it does throw up in, in sort of interesting concepts, and I think that's why I, I was really interested in the, the new Westworld and stuff like that, yeah. because AI is the next thing that's going to come along. I mean, and how would retreat you know, AI or robots, if they are as lifelike as they are, especially yeah. in the new one. Well, have you seen it's that show Humans? I think we've talked about it before. Channel I think I watched the first, yeah, I watched the first series, I think. Um, and then it kind That's of... Similar, you know, it? Like like that similar, isn't it? Like Westworld kind of takes... Uh-huh. I'd be surprised if there's some kind of inspiration there, because that was quite a high-level uh, concept for that show. And there's a bit yeah. of that, like the guy cheats on his wife by having sex with the yeah. help. Um, uh-huh. Like, was he cheated on his wife there? So that's wrong. But the general premise of whether it was like right or wrong, or would he have done it anyway, or whatever, was there. And I think, yeah, the TV yeah. show just it takes this is very simple. Men go to theme park to have a good time. It goes wrong, and they end up getting fucking shot at, and they've got to try and escape. Uh-huh. That's it. There's, it doesn't really yeah. go into why they're there, 
yeah. how it's being created, the moral thought mm-hmm. taking part in this kind of thing, and mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff. The TV show, I think, Goes. sometimes to its detriment, opens up too many of these questions, I think, and, and gets itself a little bit caught up in uh, the yeah. rights and wrongs of it uh, because think, it's think- so deep. Uh, that's what attracted us to it. I, th- I think I like that, you know, more so because of that. And in in the film, it's it's only f- it's touched on, um, and obviously that's inspired the the TV series and stuff. Because there's a part, I think it's the first sort of um, introduction of uh, or the mention of a, a computer virus. That's what they're, they're saying is happening to the mm-hmm. robots. There's, mm-hmm. there's some kind of virus going around, um, and that's that's causing them to malfunction. But there's a part where um, one of the guests is in medieval world and one of the robots refuses his advan- yeah, advances. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. And, and so that, like it's becoming like sentient or, or whatever. It's, it's making its own choices and its own decisions, which it's not supposed to be doing. So then if you move forward in, into the TV series, it, it goes into that an awful lot, doesn't it? But I like that about the, the, the new uh, TV series. That's what I... No, I like that. I just, I just felt at times it kind of got a little bit. Well, it's quite pretentious, isn't it? But I found at some points it was kind of putting those kind of highbrow notions before mm-hmm. actually entertaining you. Uh, yeah, well, I, certainly. I, I, I've started I watching this. Well, I watched the first series. I loved it, and I watched it all within about a week, let's say. And it's quite heavy going. Yeah. Like I know you can't really yeah, watch. Is more than two in a in a row i think um the second series i've watched the first three um i've had no immediate desire to go back and watch the rest of it uh-huh. I, think it I don't know right now I've, I've watched them all now, i think it's the third series that people couldn't really get away with and wait till but I, to be honest i've enjoyed i've enjoyed all i will watch I it but really i just cool. say i was gripped by the first series the second yeah I'm a little bit like it, it feels like one of those shows that if it had just been that one series on its own, like fucking hell, pretty much flawless and it's so yeah, like uh, like kind of ambitious and stuff. But anyway, we're getting away from the film. The film doesn't touch any of that stuff really. Um, so basically, those two guys are having a bit of a laugh, they're having a good time. They get themselves a, a lady of the bordello, uh, the bullseye theme players, while Richards um, very quickly overcome his reticence to have sex with a robot. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. I think the bit at the end where she walks out is like actually a bit sad where she just goes, you're a very nice man. And it's <laughs> like, it, it, it is a bit like kind of robotic response. I think doesn't feel uh-huh. very genuine. Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't. I mean, even when they're, you know, making love or whatever, there's, there's this kind of blank look on her face, isn't there? Making love. I know I was very posh there. <laughs> Having it off. <laughs> the romp <laughs> the beast for two bucks yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there's this very you know, unresponsive yeah kind of face that she makes isn't it with you know it doesn't mean anything because she's a robot yeah but also like if you and i think probably at a time when this came out there would have been a lot of just taking that as face value but i think when you watch it now you can probably start ascribing like a little bit more deep stuff to it, couldn't you? Like, or like, yeah, the relationship oh, you between can. Men and women yeah. and all of that. And mm-hmm. like, but that's, I don't think, other than 
in kind of like real film critic circles anybody like the general person thinks a, a lot more about what does it really mean now than they did yeah like 70s and 80s whatever like now everybody's uh-huh. wants to know the real meaning behind it the conspiracies behind it and what you know what like the easter eggs and all of that kind of stuff so yeah uh-huh. i think you can watch films from the 70s now like that and go oh that's a real uh exactly you know that's portraying the relationship mm-hmm. between men and women and and how they're commodities yeah. and all of that guys but i think at the time it was probably just robot that has no emotions yeah <laughs> well i think that's how it, it, it was it was taken at the time well obviously that kind of thing's difficult to judge but the the thing is is that it's a lot closer to this actually becoming reality now isn't it that yeah absolutely. we're starting to think about these type of things a little bit more um and I think you know that's where you know the TV series and stuff like that does its good work. I think, um, but I don't think people in the seventies were too bothered about no stuff so like after that. that the um, he's already, he's dispatched Yulebrinner, and then there's a, a great scene where they're all sleeping after they've had it off, and uh, mm-hmm. it shows you the the main street, and with all the dead bodies who've been like. Lid <laughs> just finished. Yeah, up. after a bank robbery. Yeah, um, it? yeah, that's a good thing because uh, he's like, "Should we go out and like join in with this bank robbery or try to yeah. stop it?" And he's like, uh, "Nope, <laughs> no chance. <laughs> no, this is gonna be better." <laughs> um, but all the time, like the sex scenes going on, you've got the bullseye theme, but also loads of gunshots from this bank robbery in the background. Yeah. It's, it's really good. Mm-hmm. I, I really liked it. Um, mm-hmm. But then it cuts to the street at night with all the dead bodies lying there, the dead robot bodies lying there, and the staff, the Delos staff, basically come yeah. and like sweep them all up and put them all in the back of trucks and take them away. and To repair. Repair them and send them all back mm-hmm. again the next day. So mm-hmm. you Brunner is back again a day later. He is. He's he's relentless, isn't he? And they've got all Terminator away. He's mm-hmm. he's back at them, isn't he? Um, he comes and, and finds he, them straight away. <laughs> he does. He bursts into the he bursts into the hotel room, doesn't he? And, and kind of uh, puts a gun on on John and and uh, the other guy comes in, Peter, and, and he blows him away. Blows well, again. It's good to be fair. <laughs> it is. He's like in one day, he's gone from not being keen on it to like bursting a room and absolutely yeah. shooting him to shit. It's like he does. It's good. He does and he's he's buoyed by his night of passion, obviously. With the uh, yes, <laughs> with the bordello lady. <laughs> um, but the, the the thing is, I think the, the film is trying to say these things without actually, you know being too heavy on it, it, it is trying to say, is this a morally right thing for somebody to be doing? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it, but it doesn't delve into it too much. Well, I think, I think if you does. look at the like the play and God, it's all about play and God, isn't it? And uh, yeah. the TV show takes that out to so many levels. Everybody in the chain of events from the guy at the top of the company to the guy who owns the company to the guy who created the park to the people who are in it, uh-huh. like they're all playing God on certain levels. And how do you, you know, reconcile yeah. that with yourself? And well, is it a good thing or probably it's not? <laughs> and all of that because um, because eventually these machines will rise up and destroy what won't they? Mm-hmm. That much That's like Terminator. Yeah. Uh huh. Or, or in the case of the Westworld TV series, that as well. Yeah. They do sort of, you know, 
start taking over and, and becoming sentient and aware of what's going on and stuff like that. And, yeah, but they, but, they, but maybe we disagree on this, but Anthony Hopkins sets that in motion in the TV series, doesn't he? He does. He does, but it, it, it's not nothing to say that somebody hasn't set this in motion. It's just not explained or delved into, is it? Because there's, there's a part where it says we don't really know what these machines, yeah. how they work. He says they're made. These machines are says, made by yeah. machines, so we don't know made really by how they work. Yeah, he says these machines are made yeah, by machines. Exactly, so how yeah. do we know what they're capable of? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So who's to say that hasn't been set in motion no, no, by? I agree. That's a good point. You know, some AI or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. So, well, Ubrin has been dispatched again. He's been felled. He's been felled, and then they the, the talk about the infectious, the computer virus mm-hmm. um, that that's happening. It's it's kind of spreading around the park and stuff like that, much like a virus. Yeah, and you see, and you... some of the the scientists are saying. Well, no, I don't believe that that could happen. Yeah, you know, it's the computers, the the robots or whatever. I don't think it, it could happen. Um, but yeah, that, that's how it starts, and it starts with a, a snake, doesn't it? That bites um, John's character. Yeah, because you're not meant to not be meant able to, to be. Well, the snakes are meant to injure. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. and then things just go down the pan from then, don't they? There's a the guy in medieval world who gets a. Uh, Killed by the, the Black Knight and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that bit's good. And then Yule Brenner turns back up. Yeah. Yule Brenner back turns again. Back and but then he, he's back again. He won't take no for an answer, will he? He won't take no for an answer. Um, and eventually he, he ends up uh, shooting John. Somehow the, the gun must have the same kind of technology as the robot or whatever. And, and that is malfunctioning mm-hmm. as well. And, and that's what's uh, able to to kill John. But there's another thing that they keep talking about, which is the temperature in the film. I don't know if that has any effect. Obviously the, the gun won't shoot anything with a, you know, that doesn't have warm temperature, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but the, when the scientists are talking and stuff like that, they keep talking about, well, the, we'll, we'll change the temperature here. Or we'll t- change the temperature there. And that seemed to resolve the problem. And when they're walking out the bar, uh, John kind of says, it's freezing, isn't it? Freezing. Oh, okay. I and missed that's that. When I missed Brenner that. Shoots him. Yeah. So if it gets... I mean, again, it's a funny one, this film, because, like, if you look at if you delve into a little bit more, you can see the things, you know? Mm-hmm. And then the TV show takes it on. But it's just, these things are just touched on. Yeah. And, and I they're think, not delved into. I think with Michael Crichton, he probably had, like, now, if he was, that's not him, but, like, if somebody was coming up with this story now, they would come up with the story of the film, but they'd probably come up with mm-hmm. 10 times as much of that story for a backstory to kind of ground the film yeah. in something that felt real. And then when it eventually yeah. got turned into a TV series, that bit would all come back into it and they'd expand the film yeah. and, and include all of that. At this point in time, Michael Crichton's uh-huh. probably thought of these things and then mm-hmm. written the screenplay. Uh, and now I, I, I'm yeah. assuming he might. I'm assuming he hasn't got another ten volumes of like. And this is where this guy's. He, you know, he will mention his wife's left him, and this is why. And all of these mm-hmm. things have like gone towards bringing him into this park and stuff like that. But I think yeah. now that would happen. And I think Michael Crichton's mm-hmm. obviously like thought of these things that would inform it 
but never really expanded on them or wrote them down or anything like that. So the film gets yeah. made and these little things keep popping up that he knows or like a signal mm-hmm. to the storyline or the behavior of the characters. But really, mm-hmm. it doesn't get expanded upon because there's nothing to expand yeah, no, on. It'll be, with... be a four-hour film if he had, and to, had to kind of do it. mercifully, it is 88 minutes long. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You do, you do like... But, I mean, it, it, it's good because, I mean, any, any good science fiction writer almost is there to predict the future. And this certainly, you know, mm-hmm. does do that, I think. With the obviously, it, it like I say that they're talking about computer viruses, which mm-hmm. people would have went viruses for computers. That doesn't happen, but yeah, yeah everybody but how can you get a virus? virus. Yeah, um, yeah. But there's and the one other thing is so Uberna comes back, and what you find out is there's been like mass killings, and it's not just happening. Mm-hmm. Uberna is not the only one who's lost the plot. You keep getting these little flicks over the medieval world and Roman world where yeah. things aren't going well and the robots are malfunctioning mm-hmm. or killing people or whatever. And then eventually there's just Yule Brynner and these two, John mm-hmm. gets killed. And after that, yeah, it's just a chase between Yule Brynner and Richard. Um, yeah, it's, it's like a pursuit, isn't it, of, of uh, Yule Brynner, you know, after... And he's after only got one thing on his mind Peter. is killing this guy. Yeah, but that's his program, isn't it? So it, it, it's strange for you, Brenner's character. He, 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 does he is he sentient in a way? Or does he understand what he's doing, or is he just following his program? I don't think so because that, I think that's what happens at the beginning when he bumps into him in the bar. Yeah, like this storyline. That's what he's line, there for, right? Yeah, this storyline in my mind is that they get to the bar. You Brenner's character bumps into him. They have a gunfight. They go to bed. Next day, Uberner's back again. Mm-hmm. He's probably not meant to engage in the same argument the next day. So I think it's already started at that point. Yeah. And then he gets killed again. He comes back again. And it's almost like he's got this kind of crazy vendetta, very much Terminator style. Um, uh-huh. But I don't think he has. Like you say, I think his, his storyline was bump him into him in the bar and have this fight. Uh-huh. But he's stuck in that uh-huh. and he can't get out of it. And then for whatever That's reason... Right. It I just... think they call it loops, don't they? Yeah. In yeah. the, in the um, TV series, that's what they call it, the storyline loop. But it's not always you. meant to but be the, with the, other... the same guest, right? That's the difference. Yeah, yeah. But the other thing is, is that I, it, looking at it, that when the scientists are talking, this, they said that this, uh, this virus started in medieval worlds and then it's like kind of spread around to you know other parts of the, the park. And it's it's strange that in medieval world it is where the, the woman refuses to do mm-hmm. what she's supposed to be doing. Where that means that she's away, she's sent in or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Yule Brenner is in a different part of the park where this virus hasn't really fully took hold. Mm-hmm. Um and he's just following his program. Whether you know after a certain period of time or whatever. He would then become self-aware or whatever. So that's just what I thought. Maybe that would happen, but obviously we don't. We don't get to see all that kind of because it's just carnage, and they just end up killing each other, don't killing everybody. Yeah. So pretty much everybody's dead. They end up crossing over into different worlds, and again, there's like when you watch the TV show and watch it back, you can see bits of the film that the TV show uses shots 
and yeah. like set pieces and things like that that they totally lift yeah. as little Easter eggs if you know the film. Yeah. Um, I think it's famous for its Easter eggs, isn't it? I think Yul Brenner's in the TV show. He's standing in the background somewhere. Yeah, they go down a point. lift and his character's behind because one of the things yeah. I was reading about the TV show is that I guess until the end of that first series, you're not sure really whether it's a sequel a remake yeah or just the same park where that this happened new brenner did all the shit and then yeah years later it's back up and running again and these people are back again so you keep seeing uh-huh. little things that maybe if you know the film you're like oh that was you brenner's yeah. like like outfit in the back there so maybe it's mm-hmm. like this is just years down the line and it's a continuation yeah. of that same storyline and it's happening again or whatever um, yeah, I don't. Think I like I like Easter eggs and things. I like that. that interest. Do you like I, stuff like that? I'm a bit shit at like spotting them. Like uh-huh. I think I think I said before. Like after going to uni and like trying to like analyze everything that was on the screen and yeah, and all of that kind of stuff and the what it meant and what the dual meaning was and all of that of the script and the the and and you know what they were saying and all of that stuff. Um, I think now I, I've kind of reacted against that a bit because there was a period uh-huh. of time whenever I watched anything, all I was looking at was like that kind of methodical stuff and the theory behind it. And after a while, yeah. I kind of reacted against it and, and whatever, switched that little bit mm-hmm. of my mind off when I watched stuff. Um, yeah. I obviously still have it a bit, but like, let's say me and Jane are watching something, I'll be like, oh, that was that thing from back then. Uh, yeah. And do you remember uh-huh. that a couple of episodes ago or whatever? Um, mm-hmm. And she'll be like, yeah, I don't know. Who's this? But- yeah. Because <laughs> I'm the same as you are. I see things like that with the wife. And I mean, Star Trek's a good example because uh, the the madam who's uh, in the bordello in this film is in Star Trek. She's in the 60s Star Trek. In fact, she's she's in quite a lot of Star Trek's like, yeah, yeah the next generation and deep space nine and stuff like that. And she's like the madam in, in that bordello. Um, and she was married to um, Jean Roddenberry. Yeah. Who made who created stuff. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. And she's called a uh, Majel Barrett. So I'm telling sort of Lisa, all this kind of stuff. Now I think it's quite interesting and, yeah. and things. And she's like, yeah, all right. Then. <laughs> 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 don't bother, don't bother. Yeah. <laughs> Not bothered about it at all. <laughs> yeah, well, but, I'd, I'd, I, I like you need to say like that, that stuff out loud. I like little you? Easter eggs. And... <laughs> <laughs> you do. You've got. I mean, I know it, so I want to tell other people. It, so, yeah. Well, you either like it or you don't, or, or you're just not interested. In it, I guess. Yeah. So, so what? I think, one of the other. So basically, the last half an hour of the film is you Brinner following Richard on pursuit, actually as they leave Westworld, go into medieval world. Um, and he's mm-hmm. basically he's just one track mind to try and kill him. John's dead. He's on his yeah, own. He's just pursuing him, isn't he? He's, um, yeah. He's called Peter, not Richard. Do I keep saying Richard? <laughs> I keep saying Richard. That's, that's the actor's uh, yeah, first sorry, name. Sorry. Um, Whatever. I mean, his name really is irrelevant to the film. Isn't <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't it relevant? Uh, is his Tash? Because it's a magnificent Tash. I'm not sure about that. I think it's very poor. You're not? You, you don't like his Tash? I thought you had a good touch. I mean, thought the, about that. This, you like my beard? It looks like I haven't got a beard here, right? Yes, I do like your beard, actually. But it this, looks good. It looks like it looks good on listen, you. 
but it's not. It's white hair, like like the Brett Davison beard. Is it? <laughs> yeah. He's getting. You're getting the greys, are you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's a shame. Uh, it does look like it's missing. Actually, I just thought you'd, uh, you know, you'd you'd cut it in that way. Chunks out. No, just all white. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, previously you couldn't grow tash, could you? Well, you that was, that was your that, problem. But, yeah. but what I was like, well, it's because it was true. I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> Cliff, you were the first person I ever met that had facial hair. You had giant sideboards. <laughs> I was always envious of your sideboards. Well, oh, brilliant. Something. something I was better than you at. They <laughs> <laughs> were brilliant sideboards. So, yeah, it, it's just like a, it, he's just pursuing them, isn't he? He's well, just, the thing, he's just the main thing is, it's a first in cinema, I think, computer-generated graphics, because you see stuff from yeah. Yul Brynner's eyes. Again, point of view, like yeah. the Terminator or like yeah. the Predator in the Predator, whatever mm. you see from his eyes. I mean, how he can follow him with that vision because it's terrible. <laughs> it's, it's like it's, it's like a Commodore 60, 64, Lord, worse it? than that, in a bad way. <laughs> Commodore 60, and he's been upgraded, hasn't he? The Grady's vision to actually do that, yeah. But yeah, that, that's a that's a good point. It, it's it's the first uh, sort of computer generated image in a film, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a first for two things: this film, the computer virus thing, and the uh, the sort of computer imagery on it and stuff like that as well. So there's the the Terminator thing. Obviously, that's been massively ripped from this film. I think, hasn't it? I think I read yeah. something that James Cameron said that he thought of the Terminator film because he he was ill and he had like a fever dream and he dreamt the whole thing up. That's complete bollocks. Oh, he was ill. He was off sick and he watched Westworld. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. But there's there's also a bit where, like you've just mentioned, the printer there where uh, acid's thrown in Yul Brenner's face mm-hmm. and it it sort of you know it it sort of affects his vision and. Uh, Peter's kind of standing next to the fire and stuff, and, and you, Brenner, can't see him. You can't mm-hmm. sort of differentiate. You can't see him because of the fire, but now you've mentioned the temperature stuff. Yeah, I wonder so that's like that's the printer, isn't it? That. Yeah, maybe, yeah. I, I never thought has. about that because he's got, like, he gets distracted by the fire. Almost mm-hmm. like when it's hot, he can't do the thing that he's trying to do. It could be that. I, I mean, this this kind of brings me on to the bravest stuntman I've ever seen in my life, who gets... <laughs> set on fire and the flames <laughs> are nearly reaching the top of the castle yeah. i mean that that's super fucking dangerous isn't it? <laughs> yeah it's uh it's good he's properly alight it's a classic trope in films where the body is dead and then he's yeah, not actually dead back. but yeah to be fair peter there's no way he's dead when he just starts wandering off absolutely no way yeah <laughs> He like just falls on the floor. <laughs> there. He falls on the floor. Uh-huh. He's like, right, I'll just saunter through this medieval garden then. And uh, <laughs> of course, he's not dead. It's like it's not like he's the bottom of a swamp, and all of a sudden his hands reached out the top of it or whatever. Like in loads of films, yeah. this is a man who's uh-huh. just fallen over, and he's like, that's probably him done then. Even though <laughs> I've already thrown acid on his face, and that didn't harm him, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he does come back, doesn't he, uh, Peter? He has shouting and screaming, and he thinks that you know he needs to save somebody. But th- this is another good bit where yeah, Peter can't right tell at the end. Yeah, right at the end. Yeah, good. he can't tell whether it's a human or a robot. 
Um, but we know and, it's and a again, robot because we know it's yeah. the woman who refused the advances of the guest earlier in the film. Yes. And she's on the rack. We, we know, but it's a good part where he can't tell mm-hmm. any, any sort of heightened state or whatever. Because the only the only way that they can tell in this film is with the hands. Yeah, they keep saying the, the eyes. The one thing they haven't got right yet is the hands. It's um, the hands, yes. But also I think I think fannies are harder to do. <laughs> also, the hands <laughs> and cocks. Yeah, but nobody's looking, are they? Um the hands. <laughs> uh but they just use the hands, the normal hands of the human actors. So it's you don't really know what yeah. they mean. <laughs> you can't tell I what know. they mean in the film because they just like look at the hands. You're like, yeah, they're normal hands. Well, how are these guys meant to work it out? <laughs> they're slightly sort of rolled up at the fingers, aren't they? That's I the think only that's thing. About the fingers go like that a bit. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like they're suffering from chill blains. <laughs> And we That's all know nobody would have that in yeah, this world. So, <laughs> of course, they wouldn't. Nobody's had their hands next to the gas fire, have they? But yeah, that, that's the only way they can tell. But I like the end because he, he can't tell whether it's a robot or not or whatever. And he's he's just kind of getting down to his basic sort of "I'll save this woman" or whatever and be a hero. And mm-hmm. he tries to give her a drink of water and she blows up. So that's not good. Yeah, that she and she actually goes no <laughs> before he gets no, it into no her mouth, and she he just doesn't realize. And he, and he just she has like an electrical malfunction, and she does. And Yule Brenner comes back, bond. Yeah, he's bond. Like nearly he's got a bond fat yes. Uh, nearly gets him, yeah. and then he just kind of like mm-hmm. sidesteps him, and he falls over again, and his face face comes off. He does. <laughs> It does, like, and then is the the kind of uh, Halloween three kind of ending with the repetitive thing said over over and over again. Yeah, which I liked. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I love this film. I, I I was glad to watch it again. Uh, I'll definitely watch it in the future. Again, what do you think, think the end? He's just like sitting there. He just looks scared, and then it just ends. <laughs> it doesn't really. It does give you uh-huh. it doesn't really linger on him long enough for his face to go from like relief to what the yeah. fuck do I do now it just like it just ends mm-hmm. and it's a little bit abrupt I think that um, was a, a little bit abrupt I mean it's not Planet of the Apes is it but uh, you know difficult fun and I guess unless you want to follow Peter through the various maze and caverns of the Delos <laughs> place, really. which I don't think you do no <laughs> exactly not yeah. bothered about that um <laughs> So yeah, Westworld, good. Pioneering, mm-hmm. things copied it. Um, he basically took the idea for Jurassic Park and made millions and billions and billions of dollars off it. Um, yeah. Like, he it, took it, his own idea. Yeah, he copied his own idea. <laughs> and, you know, that <laughs> talking about playing God and all of that, and that's exactly what Jurassic Park's about, isn't it? Um, oh, so, yeah. Yeah, great. Also, Michael Crichton. I love ER, and he's the man who created ER. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, good. Like, I was thought it was a bit weird that he's the guy who does ER and Jurassic Park, but yeah, okay, <laughs> just a good writer, I guess. Isn't yeah, he? yeah. I mean, that was kind of yeah, just good, good. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, really enjoyed it. Uh, if anybody hasn't seen the original, well worth a watch. watch it. And it's only eighty-eight minutes, so it won't take up too much of your time if you don't like it. But I think it's great. <laughs> 
Um, also, I'm going to mention a song. Yeah. And watch but, a TV series as well, if you haven't. I would yeah, say. Well, I'll, I, I like think that. watch a TV series, but TV series is a lot harder to... Well, it's long. Yeah, obviously. but people binge watch shit these days, don't yeah, they? Yeah, no, I agree. But I agree. Yeah. I liked it, and I, I get bored of stuff quite easily, so... Uh, well, that's I good. Got into it. Um, the other thing I was going to say, do you know the band Pavement? Uh, I think so, yes. Um, their singer, Stephen Malcolmus, uh, launched a solo career after Pavement split up, and he has a song called Jojo's Jacket, which I will mm-hmm. uh, tweet um, at the end when we put this out. Tweet a link to it, because it's mm-hmm. all about Yul Brynner and Westworld, and it's one of my favourite songs. So Oh, good. I'd like to hear that then. Yeah, uh, I'm interested in that. Yeah, it's a good catchy song, and the lyrics mm-hmm. uh, go something like, "Perhaps you saw me in Westworld. I acted like a robotic cowboy, uh, and then blah blah blah." He's basically telling the song yeah. from the perspective of you, Brenner. <laughs> okay. <laughs> good. Yeah, I like that. It's good. I'll, I'll be interested to, to hear it. But Do in the have, meantime, Mister yeah, Cliff, we have a quiz. we'll have a, a robot quiz for you. Yeah, which I think. Yeah, I think you might get some of these right. I don't know how you might get them right, but there you go. Question number one, Mr. Clip. Which band are traditionally replaced by robots during their live performances of their song, The Robots? (laughs) I think it might be Kraftwerk. It might be, yeah. Yeah. What a brilliant song that is, isn't it? Are you a Kraftwerk fan? I am a Kraftwerk fan. Thought you might uh, be. Yes, I've I've been watching a few Kraftwerk live performances where there are robots. Yeah, but also like now when they go out when they go out on tour, like Uh it 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 is just it's not them, is it? It is robots just doing the school. (laughs) It's just robots. (laughs) Holograms. I think that's what they'd like. It is though. It's just their faces on video screens where computers play the songs, and it's about a hundred quid to go and see them. <laughs> the two of them are dead for a start or whatever. So, <laughs> yeah, bring them back. Bring them back. No, I mean, uh, next great. one. Okay. The computer Deep Blue was the first computer to win against a reigning world champion at what game? Um, I mean, I don't know this, but chess seems like the obvious answer. Yeah, it's the right answer. Yeah. Uh, yes, uh, the computer would be Gary Kasparov. So well have, done. I think I would have also got that, that right. Well. Yeah, you would have also got that right. In fact, it did. <laughs> um, US firm Real Robotics sells sex robots which can blink, move its eyes and neck and lips. How much do you think that this sex doll would set you back, oh Cliff, in dollars? In dollars. Yeah. It can only move those things, though. Well, there was other <laughs> things that I was hesitant to sort of put down. Okay. So it does do other things. I'm sure you can use your imagination. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to say... Oh, mosquito. Um, in dollars, mm-hmm. $18,000. It's not that steep. Okay. Eight to ten thousand okay, dollars these uh, sex robots cut bargain. 
Which machine killed 37 people between 1978 and 1995 at an average of 2.18 deaths a year? Which machine? Kills more people. Yes, kills more people than sharks, this machine. Per Is year. it uh, Bertha, lovely Bertha? No, you know Bertha wouldn't kill anybody. <laughs> so it's definitely not that. Would you like some clues? Uh, is it a paper shredder? It's not a paper shredder. Would you like a clue? Give me a clue. It's a machine that people could feasibly get their hands stuck in. <laughs> as it hasn't dispensed what they have purchased. Oh, um, well. Like the machine at the baths where you get your kick out from. <laughs> yes, that is true. Vending machines. Is they're, really? the, they're a oh, big yeah. killer. Wow. Apparently okay. people get their hands stuck in and they pull the whole machine on top of them okay. and get crushed. So that's what happens. Oh, so it's not that the hands are getting chewed up, is that they fall something? No, they're not getting chewed up. They're, okay. they're, they're generally getting the hands stuck in it and then they're pulling the in hand the out. Oh, okay. Yeah, and the machine falls on them and kills them. I would them. say they it's, got... They get their justice sets. Still kills them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which homicidal AI sings the song Daisy Bell as he's been powered down? Daisy, Daisy, give me your answer to... I don't know this one, but I appreciate your efforts. Thanks. It's Hal from 2001. Obviously, I've never watched that film. Obviously, you haven't. Uh, which science fiction writer created the three laws of robotics? I know this one. <laughs> you do, don't you? Can you tell us what the three laws are, though, first? I, I certainly can. The first uh, law is a robot shall not harm a human. The second rule is that it must obey instructions given by a human. And the third rule is it must avoid actions or situations that could cause harm to itself as long as this does not conflict with the first two laws. In depth. Um, that's yes. got to be Mr. Isaac Asimov who would write that. Yes, <laughs> it surely is. Well done. <laughs> Can't believe you got that one, Cliff. Yeah, uh, you tipped us for you. I like that one. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. So well done. You did quite well at that quiz. I don't know how many you got right because I don't keep count. Okay. Well, thank you. It was quite a good robot quiz. I enjoyed it. Um, here, I've got a fish that can break dance. Well, had a fish Aye? that I can break dance. It only did it once, though, and only for about 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You finished on the worst one. <laughs> yeah, Jane. But no, no, like I, I should have mentioned this to you earlier. Jane gave us an ultimatum last week. Uh, she said Ooh. it's either her or me addiction mm-hmm. to sweet things. Um, mm-hmm. Well, the decision was a piece of cake. <laughs> See, that was better. That's all right. Well done. It That's was. Right. I hope your dad appreciates these. I hope so. We've got some music. I think we both like it. It's a band called Crimson Bloom. 
Um, and the song is called Stir It Up. They're from Teesside. I really like it, Brett. Yes. I think you will. Yes, I really like it. Yes, I do really like it as well. It's uh, it's excellent. It's released on uh, the 19th of Feb, so we're quite current with this one, aren't we? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So, it's good. Yeah, it is Reminded good. us there. of uh, The Second Coming by The Stone Endless. Roses. And, uh, yes. And it, actually, it reminded us of a, a, a load of things I used to listen to when I was about 20, probably in the wake of the second coming by the Stone Roses. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Funky, guitar-y kind of, yeah. Funky. Yeah, it's good. Kind of stuff. Really like it. Um, Me too. So we'll switch that on now and say thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, nice to have you on board. Hope you enjoyed Westworld. We hope you forgive us for the shambolic beginning. And uh, next week, we'll be back with more good stuff. <laughs> Chat to us on Twitter. Send us your agony non-cis male questions. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Yes, bye. Stand it up now. Stand it up. Stand it up now. Stand it up.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.